I am Sergio Brodsky, and I'm a brand and foresight strategist. And I'm Jazz Giuliani, the editor of Marketing Mag. Welcome to Futurecast, the podcast where we talk with professional futurists, renowned academics, and high-profile business leaders from around the world. In this series, we think about the future so that we can meaningfully change the present. The time is now. Join us for better futures. Welcome back to Futurecast. Today, we are speaking with Dan Ruscard, who is an artist, an innovator, and the founder of Studio Ruscard. I just want to talk to you a little bit about, I guess, your art, your life, and, and everything that we, we take such big inspiration for you. And we're so glad that you've been able to make time for us today because this this whole podcast, we're speaking about the future. We talk about the future of marketing and business, but also more broadly, there is so much to talk about in terms of what's happening in the world. I mean, every day is something new over here in Australia where we're experiencing a lot of um, very significant flooding in New South Wales. And it just feels like there's um, a new natural disaster, you know, each season over here for us. So that this is something that's very um, pertinent to speak about. So, Dan, speaking about your work, you use design and creativity and technology to create, I guess, a livable future landscapes. And often you create these in urban areas and many of your projects seem to take inspiration from the natural world, but they also seem to be designed to protect the environment as well or to make people think about things in a different way. Sort of like the, so one project that really struck me was the smog-free tower, which vacuums smog from the air, or recently the Urban Sun project, which which recently launched and cleans public spaces of the coronavirus using light. And I can't wait to talk about that in a little bit more detail later on. But first of all, I just wanted to know a little bit about your earliest inspirations and your early life and what inspired you. I'm actually reading a book at the moment about phosphorescence and it got me curious about your first experiences with awe and nature and how it sort of shaped your your career and how you see the world. If we cannot imagine a better world, we will also not be able to create it, right? <laughs> so that's really important that we first, we, we have to wonder, we have to think, we have to imagine. And only then we can construct, engineer, prototype, and, 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 and make it happen, realize it. And so I think that that's the power of, of, of design and the power of art. How do we want a future world to look like? And what are, what are the lessons we can learn from nature? And how can we you know, apply that in our daily lives to improve it? And um, I miss that in the world of today. We're somehow scared about the future. We're angry. Uh, or we're, we're, we just ignore it, right? We don't really talk about the future that much anymore uh, when you read the news. And um, yeah, so so maybe part of my job is is to trigger that curiosity and, and the projects, uh, the things we do are driven by that. Yeah, so that's really important. And secondly, um, I'm from the Netherlands, so we live mostly below sea level, right? So we've been we've been fighting with nature, eh? building these dikes and dams and management and systems. To, 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 to not drown, but we've also learned from nature and we're living with nature. And uh, so in that way, when you talk about smoke-free project or, or the urban sun, which combines laws of nature and science and design to improve the world, it's really part of that landscape tradition that has been uh, around me for, you know, uh, in the Netherlands for hundreds of years, for more than a thousand years. So, so yeah, it's, it's part of our culture. 
Yeah, which is really interesting because there are so many other regions in the world which would be, you know, resource poor, but they don't have this future orientation as the Netherlands would have, as the Dutch people would have. And much more than that is not just a matter of skill. It's, it's, you know, by and large, a matter of culture and something Mm -hmm. that, uh, that you practice a lot. You, you know, you're not talking about utopias. You're not talking about dystopias. You're talking about protopias. So what, what, what is it that drives this collective appreciation towards the long term? Well, I mean, there's a we in it. I do it because I think, uh, you know, they're, 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 you, you try to improve, right? you give something to humanity, but there's also a me in it. I do it to, to not go crazy. <laughs> it keeps me sane, you know, like you, it, by creating, it also gives you a position. It gives you a relationship. It, 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 you create teams of people who want to add some positive value uh, to it. And uh, so it's not driven by money or technology. It's driven by ideas. It's, it's so funny because a lot of people come to me and they say, I, I, I have an idea. No, you don't. You don't own an idea. You surrender to an idea, right? <laughs> and then you, 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 you surrender to an idea and then you feed it with your love, time, energy, technology, money. And then the idea sort of yeah, comes to life, right? Um, and I, I see a lot of, uh, we work with a lot of government, but also with a lot of companies like uh, from Rabobank to BMW is they're really looking for this sort of purpose and these new kind of values as, as you know, our generation doesn't look at logos or who, who's watching television these days, you know, like, no. Um, so, so, so finding sort of the, the purpose and, and designing for that creates a good story and, and, and collaborations can sort of speed up the impact of those stories. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really fascinating. Yeah. Mm. And actually, Sergio touched on a really good word there, and that's that word protopia. And I read this quote from your book, and it says, people won't change because of facts or numbers, but if we can trigger the imagination of a new world, that's what will activate people. Um, And so I was really interested about this idea. And could you just maybe explain a little bit about what you mean by protopia and how you think art and technology can spark that? Well, utopia is a perfect world that we will never reach, right? A rainbow in the sky we will never be able to touch. And, and a lot of architects and designers have, have speculated and, and worked on that. And that's great and it's important, but at the same time, it's, it's not real, right? Um, and so I believe in a protopia, prototype, step by step. We, I, you, me, we all don't know how the future will look like, but we do know we have to invest in new ideas to, to progress, right? Maybe even to survive. And so a protopia is not saying, I have the answer to everything, eh? Um, but uh, it's a proposal step by step here look we can make huge smog free uh, towers which function like a huge vacuum cleaner for smog to make clean air parks or here there's this special far uvc 222 nanometer light which is not harmful for people or animals but kills viruses and we can use that to make public spaces uh, reduce the, the virus the coronavirus in public space and and why are we not doing that so, so it's really thinking more in proposals instead of opinions. And, and I think that's the power of creativity and it activates people to become a part of that. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you said we need to go step by step, but when it comes to reality and looking around us at what's everything that is happening in the world, it seems like what, what we need is a very quick sprint and a very aggressive one as well. You've been taking massive leaps, not even steps, with everything that you have been building. Your, all of your incredible artistic, sustainable, and radically innovative interventions, they seem to be 
quite transformational, but why haven't they infected or, or every every capital city? Why why don't we see more starry night bicycle paths where the energy grid is not enough to brighten up our streets? Why don't we find more smog vacuum cleaners in every capital oh, city? That's a good question. I would do a podcast and where you interview the top 10 mayors and ask them that question because I would be really curious oh. to that answer. <laughs> no, but, but, but it's interesting because innovation is very interesting in that way. When you do something new, um, in the beginning, there are always people, every project, I've, I've, I've been running the studio now for 12 years. Uh, people ask me, uh, is it possible? Is it allowed? Eh? They're, they're, they're sort of worried or concerned. And once the project is finally there, um, people ask me, oh, that's great. Why is it not everywhere? So the fact that you're sort of asking this question in a way is sort of like a, like a compliment, right? Because, because people accept the idea. Uh, people have to get used to ideas. But you're right. I, I do want to be part of the new standard uh, of the daily life. Um, I think to answer your question, um, we live in this weird world where to pollute is for free. So if you, for example, take the smog-free tower, it makes clean air. Everybody says clean air is important, right? If you live next to a highway in a city or in any kind of city, 17 cigarettes per day that you passively inhale. When did we say yes to that, right? That, that, that's a bit crazy. But somehow we also live in an economy where what is the price of clean air? Nobody knows the answer, right? <laughs> so the, 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 the really important thing, clean air, clean water, clean energy, Somehow we don't include them in 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 our economy, right? In our in how we value things, and and that's where the problem starts kicking in. So I think one we need leaders, we need mayors, governors, uh, but also universities, which say, hey, this is important. We need to spend time, love, and energy on it, and make make more of it, make this part of the standard. And I would be open to that. But secondly, we need we need to, yeah, start to appreciate and value. Um, those those future values uh, more and include them in, in the real economy and only then uh, they will become part of, of our daily lives everywhere yeah yeah and Dan that really um, feeds into what we've been talking about in this podcast as well because you know we're very much about we're trying to start these conversations about the future and foresight and bringing them into things like business and marketing and and the daily discourse if you will and um, we're really looking at imagining new ways forward so one thing that we recently wrote about, or Sergio recently wrote about in an article for us was an idea that you might find interesting as it similarly uses innovation and design and public space. So Sergio, maybe you can explain urban brand utility. In yeah, absolutely. So a few years ago, I created this model. It's actually a mechanism to allow for uh, advertising that delivers utility to become more prevalent, not only as an intervention, as an artistic intervention. And I, I remember, you know, maybe seven years ago when IBM completely repositioned its business and they had that smarter planet uh, uh, campaign where they used uh, some scaffolding on uh, uh, billboards to create a shelter or they put a ramp where you had uh, steps before yeah. and I found that super interesting and just using lo-fi technology but why isn't that everywhere why isn't every single advertiser adding some utility on top of their message and as we you know and as we see cities you know evolving they are also feeling their growing pains 
So uh, what I did was create this mechanism that has a circular revenue model where every time that you deliver a utility that supplements a service from a city, the surplus of that is shared uh, back with the advertiser and uh, the media owner not only retained with the mayor. And once the mayor does that, he can create a, a circular scheme where the more advertisers can implement that, the more, the, the more they can actually grow with that approach. And it's something that I could potentially see working with, with your art. Well, I mean, and what you're doing is smart. You're, you're, you're creating a network, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. so, so, so it's very simple. Like, um, have you ever seen a traffic jam in nature? <laughs> Never. Have you ever seen ants? standing in a traffic jam or birds or well maybe penguins a little bit but not really right? you know like like that, no it doesn't exist mm. there's no traffic jam in nature you know and you know why i don't know if you ever looked at, at like 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 when, when you were a boy or girl at ants but every time they meet they, they tap each other on their shoulder more or less like they don't really have shoulders but they sort of tap each other like okay and there's food there's danger there's and so they communicate exactly what you just mentioned and they they create a network and that's why an anthill doesn't have a traffic jam. <laughs> why do we have traffic jams as human people, since we're so smart and superior to nature? Well, there's a lot to be learned. And, and you're right. So um, we did another as a sort of follow-up of the smog-free tower, smog-free billboards, this tech which, uh, where billboards are using a special ink which purify the air as well. It can um, produce uh, clean air for 104,000 people per day. So imagine just all your advertising, giving something back to the people actually, you know, where that billboard is, that kind of proactiveness and that kind of valueness, that that's that's where the real beauty is. And um, we're working now on a series on a series dreamscapes. Um, so we did grow, uh, which is an agriculture project where we use light recipes uh, to help the crops grow better. Uh, there's an ultraviolet light in it, which activates the defense system of the crops. So pesticide uh, uh, reduction can be achieved up to 50%. Actually, in New Zealand company, Biolumic, we're working with them, your, your neighbor country. Um, Urban Sun is the second, uh, uh, where we use uh, the, the safe far UVC light to sanitize public spaces of viruses. It's a dream becoming reality to improve life. And, and, and governments, but also brands, and, and are, are investing and working with us to create stories. It reads more than 850 million people. You know the movies and the photos. So, so there is a demand, there is a desire, but we gotta, we gotta, we got to be better storytellers, and we gotta create real impact. I completely agree with you. Mm, so, so let's talk about advertising a little bit, especially when it comes to our audiovisual landscapes. What are your views about advertising, and how might you reframe it in more, more beneficial ways? And have you ever considered partnering up with brands and use your creativity to take their communications to the next level, perhaps as a force for good? And are there any examples of yeah. campaigns that you find remarkable somehow? Well, yeah, right now it's it's pretty problematic. Mm. Uh, to be honest, most of the advertising I see now is for me a trigger to not buy it because it's really annoying. Mm. So it works contra <laughs> <laughs> contraproductive for me. I'm just yeah. I'm just telling you my honest opinion as a consumer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's of course, but uh, but what what we do have in common is the desire for storytelling, and 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 create a real connection. Um, I think. Uh, what we did with Rabobank with the Grow project, mm -hmm. where where the CEO uh, and so they're they're involved with more than fifty one percent of all food production uh, worldwide, 
uh, 24% of greenhouse emissions comes from agriculture. So, so, so there's growth, but there's also need for innovation, uh, just in, 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 a, in, a, in a ballpoint, uh, in a bullet point. And so he challenged me like, okay, improve. And that night I didn't sleep, right? <laughs> because he challenged me. And so we got to work with a team of photobiology experts and found these light recipes that, 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 that when applied to outdoor farming, uh, red and blue speed up uh, and, and help the plants, the crops to grow better. And that works for weed or soya or leek. Um, but also the ultraviolet light helps to activate the defense system to reduce the use of pesticide. And we made a movie uh, grow. We were there in those fields which feed us and it was cold and it was rainy and we were tired and it was amazing just to be in those fields that feed us. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a city boy. I, I never go there, right? And, and, and so, but there was no logo, you know, there was no commercial, uh, there was no, you know, five layers of management, which had to approve the movie. I, I had final edit as, 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 as designer, as artist, and we reached more than 650 million people, especially in Australia, eh, where, where farming is really important. And it was such a great way to, to tell the story of, of the beauty of farming, the need for innovation. And it activated people, the farmer, the industry, the bank, the cities. And so our next plan is actually to bring grow to Australia uh, and do a tour to 40 countries. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's sort of, you know, it, 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 I wouldn't say it's an advertising, but it is, you know, a story which is told from the eyes from the farmer, from the eyes from me as an artist, from the eyes of the Rabobank. I'm just giving you one example where, where there's sort of a win-win. But if you go online now on our website or you see the booth, there's no logo. We, we name them, right? And we're happy with them. Um, so this is a new way of, of, of telling stories and, and of, of, um, of communicating. We need to be more radical on that. And uh, yeah, I think, I think brands can really challenge themselves to, to move beyond um, the, 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 the way they're doing it now to really create impact because people are smart, right? They just ignore they don't listen to the, to the standard stories anymore. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And look, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am a big fan of your work and of your narratives and of your storytelling. I've been reading, listening, watching pretty much everything that you've been putting uh, in front of our eyes for uh, at least a decade now. But what I find to be most fascinating is your ability to break away from this cognitive bias that is known as functional fixedness. When we think about things in more obvious terms, you know, light, for instance, automatically evokes brightness and warmth warmth for you know for 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 the for the mere mortals for the average humans but for you is a whole new suite of possibilities so what do you do to keep your thinking so fresh and non-obvious and what other light recipes have you been cooking as of as of recent yeah well yeah I, yeah thank you well light light is my language right so if you look at the stars in the evening it, it it's not decoration it's not just a romantic image it's information speeding towards us with, with speed of light, 300,000 kilometers per second. So maybe in 20, 30 years, we realize it's actually a sort of code, a sort of Morse code sent by something somewhere trying to tell us something, but we haven't figured out what it is yet. So, you know, like, uh, no, uh, so, 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 so light can activate, right? And, and we're very sensitive to light as human beings, also the, the, the plants as well. Um, so using the power of light to bring well-being yeah, for people, for crops, for yeah, humans is really something that fascinates me. Um, so at the same time, I also don't know, you know, like people sometimes ask me, how do you know in the beginning 
if it's a good idea. Well, you don't. <laughs> you don't, you know, like you, 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 you just surrender to an idea. You don't own an idea. And you just spend an incredible amount of love, time, energy on it to make it good. Um, I was once working with the Pixar people. And uh, I love Pixar, you know. I mean, they made movies which, which move me. And I never cry. But I can say I cried, you know, inside, <laughs> outside. Amazing. Amazing. And, and I would love to team up with Pixar to say, okay, you've done some great movies, all right? We know now. But um, let's make a city together. And what is interesting is they, they, they told me the same thing, that in the beginning, they also don't know if it's a good idea. For example, imagine... Uh, we are movie makers and we're going to um, a commissioner and we say, okay, we're going to make a movie about a rat in a kitchen <laughs> in Paris, which can talk and cook, you know? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a really bad idea, right? <laughs> and it became this, 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 this box office hit of, or you know what? We're going to make a movie about an old guy with balloons, which goes up. Mm. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what? We're going to make a movie about a goldfish, right? And all of these movies became really successful at mega hits. And, but in the beginning, they, they really suck. You know, <laughs> the idea really, really is not that good. But they made it good. They made it good through the teamwork, through the, through the obsession with the idea, uh, through, you know, being open, uh, being crossover thinking, not linear. And so I feel really related to that. So you got to surrender to the idea. You got to be driven by curiosity. You got to be surrounded by people who are smarter than you. And my job is to sort of edit and curate and, and focus on, hey, I want to contribute. I want to add. So it is complicated and it is frustrating. Um, uh, but in the end, it is driven by that. To, so to shortly, to, to answer your question in a short way is, it's driven by inspiration for a better future, but it's also driven by, by irritation or frustration, how the current world behaves. And um, that's, that's a really strong motivator. <laughs> it is, it is. And look, just to close it off, since you touched on ideas and cities and uh, all, all these ingredients to boost your creativity, what we, what we commonly hear is that rules are what makes a game fun or that freedom is best enjoyed within a framework. If we take a couple of steps, steps back you know, and look at the SDG 11, Sustainable Cities and Communities, seems to be one of those boundaries giving some discipline to your creative magic. What other principles or constraints do you actually apply to come up with breakthrough innovations? You have the inspiration, you have the irritation, but when you, what about the limitations? Is there a factor for you? Yeah, absolutely. So it, 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 what it needs to do is, is focus on, on the values of, of... There's this Dutch word called schoonheid. It's unpronounceable for a non-Dutch person. Schoonheid. And it, and it has two meanings. It means schoonheid. Yeah, <laughs> horrible Dutch word, but very important. And um, it has two meanings. It means like beauty, creativity. You look at something... You're not really sure what it is yet. You don't really understand it, but you want it. You want to be a part of it, right? Mm. And second, it means like cleanness, clarity, clean air, clean water, clean energy, clean space. And these are, in my opinion, are our future values. So anything you design, either it's a car, a fashion, a city, a, a, a company, a country, needs to have schoonheid, needs to have those values in its DNA. Otherwise, you are not future-proof, right? Your old economy, you will die very simple as, 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 as an entrepreneur. And so anything you design should be part of that. So that's one. 
And second, it's also very personal, Sergio. It's, it's you know, one morning you wake up, four o'clock in the morning, and you are inspired by Beijing smog. Or you get inspired by the 8.1 million kilo of space junk, which is currently floating around our universe. Or you read the science journal Nature about this far UVC light published in 2018 already, which kills viruses safely. And why are we not doing anything with that? And why doesn't nobody knows about that? And and so <laughs> so there's a we in it. You do it for for, for people and for for beyond yourself. But there's definitely also it's a very personal journey as well. And uh, yeah, that's just that's just the way it is, right? <laughs> that's the way you are always a sort of voluntary prisoner uh, of, of your own idea, and uh, I'm saying this with a smile, of course. Hundred <laughs> percent. And on that note, thank you so much for opening a window into your life journey, which is a fascinating one. We completely adored speaking with you. Thank you so much, Dan, and I'm sure that from Jazz, she would yeah. feel, feel the same way. Absolutely. I think that so much of your ideas will be able to apply to our audiences. So we really, really appreciate your time. Yeah, my pleasure. And um, there's a lot more coming. So uh, looking forward to, uh, to keep on, uh, to, to have the dialogue. Yeah. Futurecast is the Marketing Mag podcast series brought to you by Content Brains and presented by Marketing Mag. Futurecast is produced by Joanne Davies, Head of Content Brains and Publisher of Marketing Mag. And Jazz Giuliani, editor of Content Brains and Marketing Mag. Our executive producer is Sergio Brodsky, with original music and audio production by Sam Boone. If you want further details on our podcast or our guests, please visit the episode notes in this podcast. Remember to subscribe to Futurecast so you never miss an episode.